Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by co-founding pastor John Ferguson. If you'd like prayer, simply text PRAY to 630-793-6399. Our prayer team is standing by and ready to pray for you. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Have you ever noticed how sometimes we have a particular image of a person we know of, and it just knocks us off balance when we see that person doing something that doesn't fit the picture we have of them? Here's what I mean. What image comes to mind when you think of the actor Leonardo DiCaprio? Maybe it's an image from one of his movies like this. I still say there was room for him on that door in that scene from the Titanic, but we won't go there. When we think of Leonardo, we picture him in a scene from one of his movies, right? Or maybe in a tux walking down the red carpet. But we don't expect to see him in cargo shorts giving directions to an elderly couple on their smartphone. I mean, that's something only regular people do, right? Or or how about Jennifer Garner? We're used to seeing her doing things like sitting down for an interview with Jimmy Fallon. But then I came across this picture of her carrying her daughter's school project. And I thought, this looks like something I got stuck doing with my kids. I didn't expect to see Jennifer Garner doing something like this. Or how about this one? Dave Ferguson, uh, punching a crowd of people, apparently. (laughs) A lot of you probably have an image of our beloved lead pastor, my brother Dave, that looks something like this. But when Dave posted this video on Facebook, it was a little jarring for some people. Take a look at this. (laughs) Did you hear what he said (laughs) as he's making a snow angel? All right, now you have to help me up. (laughs) I think that's my favorite part. Now, now as his brother, I've seen this side of Dave much more than I care to admit. But it kind of left me to wonder, slow day at the office? I mean, was this a work day? Come on, Dave. But you know, it's true. Sometimes we have an image of a particular person, and it just knocks us off balance, doesn't it, when we see that person doing something that doesn't fit with our picture of them. And you know what? I think we do the same thing when it comes to Jesus. For many of us, the image we have of Jesus might look I don't know, something like this. Many people imagine Jesus with a halo, uh, maybe blue eyes and skin that's just a little too light for where he grew up. I mean, we don't often actually see Jesus as someone of Jewish descent living in the Middle East who most likely spent much of his time working in a carpenter shop, maybe even being yelled at because the table he built was a little too wobbly. And you see, that is why we're starting this brand new series, The Jesus I Never Knew. The Jesus I never knew. In this series, we want to explore the humanity of Jesus and look into this aspect of his life that we so often overlook. Now, I'm aware that some people only see Jesus as a human being. They have an image of him as a good teacher and a good example to follow. Most people who lived when Jesus walked this earth, that's how they saw him. They had no problem understanding Jesus' humanity. They had to be convinced of his divinity. So if that's you, you're not alone. But for many of us, We tend to see his divinity, but often neglect to see his humanity. Let me say that again. We tend to see his divinity, but I think we often just neglect to see his humanity. I mean, for so many of us, it's difficult to grasp the idea that both can be true at the same time, that he can be human and divine. Uh, Here's an example to illustrate what I mean. Uh, When you look at this picture, okay, what do you see? Do you see a rabbit or a duck? Do you see a rabbit with the ears over here? Or do you see a duck maybe with the beak over here? Uh, How about both? 
See, I think this image shows us that two things can be true at the same time. And the same applies to Jesus. He was fully divine, and at the same time, he was fully human. And during this series, we're going to try to better understand his humanity. Now, for some of you, you know, this might seem a little trivial. You might be thinking, okay, well, what is the point of understanding Jesus' humanity? I mean, we know at the end of the story, he rose from the dead, and now he reigns with the Father. So what difference does it really make? Here's why this is important. Don't miss this. So many Christ followers have a sort of superhuman view of Jesus, a superhuman view of his humanity. And you know what? It can even be reflected in the songs we sing. I mean, think about the beloved Christmas carol, Away in a Manger. The one verse goes like this. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, finish it for me. No crying he makes. Really? <laughs> he didn't cry. A baby that does not cry? I mean, was Jesus a baby whose diapers didn't need to be changed? A baby who never woke up screaming in the middle of the night? I think most moms would say, if that's the case, Mary had it really good. I like what New Testament scholar Craig Evans says about a superhuman image of Jesus. He says this, it's almost as though a lot of Christians think of Jesus as God wearing a human mask. He's sort of faking it, pretending to be human. He pretends to perspire. His stomach only appears to gurgle because, of course, he's not really hungry. In fact, he doesn't need to eat. So Jesus is the bionic son of God who isn't really human. But you see, Jesus is God, and Jesus is also fully human. And there are problems when his humanity isn't part of the image that we have of Jesus. Uh, for one, if Jesus is only divine, he can't really understand the things we're going through. I mean, if he's superhuman, he doesn't understand our pain, our challenges, and our struggles. And if Jesus is somehow superhuman, is it really fair for him to expect us to follow him? I mean, that would be like Superman or Wonder Woman asking us to fly like they fly without giving us any superpowers. I mean, that seems unfair and unrealistic. And for that reason, I believe that understanding Jesus' humanity is as important to following him as believing that he is Lord. Because you see, in his humanity, Jesus shows us what it means to be fully human. Let me say that again. In his humanity, Jesus shows us what it means to be fully human. You know, the writers of the New Testament, they don't teach a superhuman view of Jesus at all. Instead, what we find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as well as in the teachings of Paul, is that Jesus became fully human. I mean, one of the most helpful scriptures, I think, to understanding Jesus' humanity is found in the second chapter of Paul's letter to the Philippians. Uh, this passage is believed to be one of the earliest Christian hymns. They may have actually sung this together when they gathered. And leading up to it, Paul is encouraging these Christ followers to be like Jesus and how they treat one another. And he writes this, he says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. You see, he's calling them to live in the way of Jesus, to learn from Jesus as his apprentice, and then to imitate his ways. And so again, you see, if Jesus is some kind of superhuman, I mean, that's an extremely tall order. But then Paul goes on to explain that Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Now, let me pause here for just a minute and recognize that Paul is in no way denying that Jesus is divine. 
He says that Jesus, in his very nature, is God. He is equal with the Father. And Paul's words here echo what other writers like John tell us, that Jesus is the one and only Son of God who is himself God. And in his divinity, he has certain privileges and powers. Jesus has a status, a standing, a station that is above all others. He's worthy of all that. And yet, he chose not to use all of that for his own advantage. Paul spells it out this way. Rather, Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Now, the key phrase to understanding Jesus' humanity is this one. He made himself nothing. He made himself nothing. Now, some translations of the Bible say he emptied himself. And these are translations of the Greek word kanao. Yeah, kanao, which means to become empty. The word only appears four times in the entire New Testament, but every time it's used, the subject doesn't literally empty itself of the qualities it possesses, but figuratively decides to make those qualities of no account. Now, what that means is this, all right? Don't miss this. Jesus didn't stop being divine, all right? But he also became fully human. He didn't stop being divine, but he also became fully human. Yeah, he willingly chose to make his divine qualities of no account so that he could fully enter into our experience and show us what it means to be fully human. Author Greg Hall writes this. The Almighty God chose to become a vulnerable, weak, fully dependent newborn who didn't even know how to walk, talk, or do basic addition or subtraction. Do you understand how crazy that is? Frederick Buechner writes this. The incarnation is a kind of vast joke whereby the creator of the ends of the earth comes among us in diapers. Until we too have taken the idea of the God-man seriously enough to be scandalized by it, we have not taken it as seriously as it demands to be taken. So let me ask you. Have you been scandalized by the humanity of Jesus? Have you considered that our God entered into this world as a vulnerable, weak, and fully dependent baby? Will you allow that to penetrate your soul for a moment? How is Jesus human? It's an intriguing question because sometimes we have a hard time believing that the Jesus who rose from the grave for our sake was, and is, just like us. Even though he was divine, Christ had a body like ours. He was born of Mary, grew through age, got tired, was thirsty for water, had hunger, was vulnerable to pain, needed to rest in his journeys, and faced death. Jesus cried. Jesus felt angry. And Jesus felt fear. Jesus had a human mind increasing in wisdom and stature as he grew. He understands our lives because he lived one too, providing for us a better pattern for living. It is through Christ's humanity that we are able to better understand who God is, a God who is willing to walk among us. 
as one of us. Yes, he walked among us as one of us. I mean, Jesus emptied himself of his divine privileges and status and took on the responsibilities and limitations of being a human. And that means that when Jesus walked among us, there were things he didn't know. He emptied himself of the privilege of being all-knowing. And we see this when he talked about the end times and he said this, he said, about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, being himself, but only the father. Because he took on the responsibilities and limitations of being human, it also means there were things that Jesus couldn't do. Yeah, he emptied himself of the privilege of being all-powerful. When he was in his hometown, and the people that he'd grown up with just didn't believe he was who he said he was. We're told that he could not do any miracles there, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Apparently a bummer day for Jesus would have been a really good day for me. But you see, Jesus didn't stop being divine. No, but he also became fully human. And in doing so, he shows you and me what it means to be fully human. He shows us what it means to be fully human. And here's why this is so important that we grasp this, that Jesus is not superhuman, but became fully human. All right, I wanna give you two reasons, all right? You might wanna write these down, two reasons, all right? First of all, Jesus being human means he understands what we're going through. Don't miss that. Jesus being human means he understands what we're going through. There's nothing you or I go through that takes Jesus by surprise. I mean, whatever struggles you're facing, whatever emotions you're feeling, whatever disappointments you're carrying, yes, even when your March Madness bracket is busted to bits, (laughs) he understands. Jesus really does understand. You know, this, this past year has been so hard for so many people. Uh, the relational, emotional, and mental toll it's taken is almost hard to grasp at times. Uh, just this past week, and I had lunch with a longtime friend, and he shared with me how he experienced depression this last year like he'd never known before. And you know what? I know he's not alone. And I would say this past year was probably one of the most difficult and at times disappointing seasons of my life. I mean, there were just too many times when... To be quite honest, I just couldn't do what I used to do. Didn't feel what I used to feel. And you know, where in the past there was a lot of joy, energy, enthusiasm. I just experienced more uncertainty, doubt, and discouragement than I've experienced in a long, long time. And I mean, there were times when Jesus seemed kind of distant. But I gotta tell you, there was something about knowing that he understood knowing that he faced heartbreaking moments himself to the point where he cried out to his father, begging him to take away the pain. That helped me get through those tough, tough times. This week, it kind of reminded me of a hymn my grandma used to sing when I was a kid in church. And the words go like this, no one understands like Jesus. When the days are dark and grim, no one is so near, so dear as Jesus. Cast your every care on him. You know, this Friday, we will reflect on Jesus dying on the cross. We'll hear his words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So don't tell me Jesus doesn't understand. He understands. He understands when you're lonely, grateful, anxious, joyful, fearful, hopeful. I mean, you name it, Jesus understands. You see, he didn't live above the fray of human existence. As one translation states it, the word being Jesus, became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. 
Yeah, Jesus knows what it's like to walk in your shoes. And, and folks, that means he's someone you can go to. He is someone you can count on. He gets you. He knows you. He simply understands. But there's a second reason Jesus' humanity matters. Jesus being human means he really is a model for us to follow. Yeah, it's true. He is. He's a model for us to follow. And in the weeks ahead, we're going to see how the same resources that empowered Jesus to live the life he lived are available to you and me. We can look to him as our model of what it means to be fully human because in his humanity, he reveals what humans are to be like. Because Jesus is fully human, he shows us what it looks like to grow relationally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Because Jesus is fully human, he can lead us to resist all kinds of temptation that comes our way. Because Jesus is fully human, he calls us to follow his example, to do the things he did, to live the way he lived. And you know what? We can. We can. Uh, We often talk about how in his divinity, Jesus reveals what God is like, and that is true. But let's not forget, in his humanity, Jesus also reveals what humans are to be like. When we follow Jesus as his apprentices, learning to walk in his ways, he teaches us to be fully human. All right, so the challenge I want to leave you with today is an invitation, and it's a two-part invitation. First, I want to invite you to experience Holy Week with us through the lens of Jesus' humanity. Yeah, experience it through the lens of his humanity. This week, through the Community Daily, you can find it at our website, we will be reading all about the events that led up to his crucifixion. We can see what he saw, feel what he felt, experience what he experienced. He didn't walk through this week of his life as some kind of superhuman. No, he lived it as someone fully human. On Friday, you can join us at Community Online for a special Good Friday service. And then next weekend, you can celebrate Easter with us at Community Online or at one of our locations in the Chicago area. And you can find all the information you need at communitychristian.info. Experience Easter week through the lens of Jesus' humanity. Okay, that's the first challenge. Here's the second. I want to invite you to join us for every week of this five-week series. Because, you see, together as we walk through this series, The Jesus I Never Knew, we're going to see how Jesus' humanity helps us know we can follow him. We can learn to live the way he lived, do the things he did. We can be on a journey to becoming fully human like Jesus was fully human. So join us every week of this series. You know, I I have a good friend who heard a challenge just like this about seven years ago, and he accepted it. Uh, He was not a churchgoer at the time, but he decided to join us for every week of a five-week series, and he will tell you that it was a game changer for him spiritually. That consistency turned the corner for him in following Jesus. And not long after that, he and his wife joined a small group. Those two choices right there changed their lives forever. I'll tell you what, let's wrap up. Here's the big idea. Jesus didn't stop being divine, but he also became fully human. The creator became an infant. The king became a servant. God became a human being. And in doing so, he teaches us what it means to be fully human. Maybe, just maybe, this is the Jesus you never knew. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Father God, thank you that uh, your son Jesus, fully divine, fully human, came to earth as a baby, grew up as a boy, became a man, loved us enough to go to the cross to die and come back to life so that we could experience your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness, and eternity with you. 
Lord, help us to get to know this Jesus that so many of us may have never known. We pray this in your name. Amen.